Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. May the Lord bless you. I'm so glad that I can spend time with you in this teaching, and I would like to give you some biblical principle of how to manage conflicts in your family, in your church, or at workplace or any community. Definitely, I would talk more about the church because I want to give you advice of how to serve God fruitfully. But you can apply the principles that you will learn. In this teaching, in your family, your relationship with your wife, with your children, or your father, mother, or your grandfather and your grandmother, or at your workplace at, as well. In the real life, when we are in the local church, we many times face some conflicts and disagreements among the brothers and sisters. Conflicts can be a personal issue between. The believers, or the conflicts, can come from the differences and ideas in how to manage the ministry, or how to spend money, or even the doctrines. All of us face some conflicts, disappointments, and hardships, setbacks, and failures. No one can avoid this. I have faced them. You will face them as well. Because we are living in this world that are full of people with different ideas and thoughts and ways of doing things and different spiritual gifts as well, people with different spiritual gifts usually come up with the different approaches and ideas. The conflict can be the problems between brothers and sisters in the church, or between you and your spouse in your home. We need God's wisdom. And his biblical instruction in order to manage and resolve any type of conflicts. Remember this: God blesses the unity of a community. If you and your spouse have unity, God can bless your home. If your church has unity among the brother and sister, God shall open the floodgate of heaven and bless your church. Let us look at the word of God together. And the word of God will reveal His will, His wisdom, and His ways of how to manage the conflict. Romans chapter 14 verse 19 say, "So let us then definitely aim for and eagerly pursue what makes for harmony and for mutual upbuilding, edification, and development of one another." The Bible say clearly that we should pursue unity, harmony. And edification among the brother and sister is not God's will for us to fight, to have conflicts, and to be bitter against our brothers and sisters. We should love one another, look at each other's eyes with love and unity. Romans chapter 15 verse 2 say, "Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification." This is a very biblical concept in the Bible. Let us die to our own flesh and live our life to bless other people 
to take care of other people and to be a part of edifying other people. If you can do that to your spouse, you can do that to your children or your parents or to your brother and sister in the church. I believe God will pay you back. You reap what you sow when you live a life to bless others, to encourage, to edify others, to help others to receive the good things from God. God will open heaven and shower the good things on you. God is faithful. He can do that for you if you live a life of blessing other people. God wants all of us to be edifiers or life builders. We should allow the Holy Spirit to work in our heart and in our life, so that we will be encouragers and life givers to other people. And as we sow life to other, we reap life from Him. If we show love to people, we will reap love from God. First Thessalonians chapter five verses twelve to thirteen. Now we ask you, brothers, to respect those who work hard among you, who are over you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard, in love, because of their works. Live in peace with each other. You can see here that God encourages us to love and respect our leaders in the church, or respect the parents in your home if you are little kids. Or respect your husband, who is the leader in your house, and when you really show respect to the leader in the community, that will build up the harmony and unity in that community. And you should live a life in such a way that you will build peace, harmony, and unity. When you have conflicts with another person. You try to resolve it as soon as possible. You should try to come back to love, unity, and understanding, and you can look at that person's eyes with understanding again, with love again. The Lord wants His children to live in peace with each other and to respect their spiritual leaders whom God puts over them. Church leaders are used by God to teach, admonish, train. And watch over the well-being of his sheep or his people. We should put an effort in building the atmosphere of love and unity in his church by respecting our leader, listening to them, and communicating with them. And the good leader will try to build unity among the brothers and sisters as well. Look at what Paul says to the brother and sister in. Philippian Church, Philippians chapter two, verses one to five. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from His love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. In other words, don't be prideful and try to promote yourself. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. What is the attitude? 
the humility, the humble attitude, loving attitude, unity attitude. Jesus had unity with the Father and with the Holy Spirit. They work together as a team. They listen to each other, submit to each other. In real life, we may face some frustration, conflicts, and difficulties, disappointments. Somebody may come to you and share their frustration and conflicting situation with you, and they even share with other people in the local church. What should you do when somebody share about their frustration against somebody else? What should you do in order to keep peace, unity, and joy in God's house, or in your own family, or at your workplace? You should ask the Lord to give wisdom from above. The first thing is that ask for God's wisdom. Ask for God's wisdom how to handle a situation. Every situation is unique. When people talk to you about their frustration and conflicts, right away, check in with the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You have the fear of God in your heart. You don't want to walk in the flesh. You don't want to do your own things. You want the wisdom from God. James chapter one verse five say, "If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him." You may not be perfect. You have some flaw in your life, but you remember this: if you ask God for wisdom, He will not find fault with you. He will give you wisdom how to handle a particular conflict. James chapter three verses thirteen to eighteen. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in meekness and wisdom. We need to be humble. We need to be gentle, and we need the wisdom of God. But if you have bitter envy, self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast a lie against the truth. This wisdom, what wisdom? The wisdom from heaven, not your own smartness, not your own intellectual ability, not your own education from the college or university. The wisdom from God. This wisdom does not descend from above. The wisdom from human being are not from God. We we have two kind of wisdom: the wisdom of man, of the earth, and the wisdom of God. Now look at. What happened? The wisdom that does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. Demons and Satan can give you some kind of wise ideas, but is very sensual, very earthly, and very tricky, and that will cause what? Verse sixteen: For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above. Is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without taking side, without favoritism, and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. We need the wisdom of God in handling the conflict. Resolving the conflict in our own life, or in the church, or in the family. 
Anytime I begin to have conflict with my wife, I will pray and stay still and quiet and listen to the witness of the Holy Spirit. How should I handle? What should I say? How should I talk to her? The wisdom of God is pure. Remember this: if it's man, intellectual wisdom, or is the idea nice idea from the demon or from the devil, it will not be pure. The wisdom of God, clear, is pure, peaceable, gentle, willing to yield. Sometimes you have to yield. You have to say, "I'm sorry, I yield to you." Full of mercy and good fruit, without partiality, without taking any side. You love everyone the same, and without hypocrisy. We should have the reverent fear toward the Lord because the reverent fear will bring wisdom to you. You want to please God. You don't want to sin against God. We make a decision to sow in peace, and then we're gonna reap peace and righteousness in our home, in our church community, in our workplace, in any relationship. That's number one. We need the wisdom. Everyone say wisdom. The wisdom from above, pure, holy, righteous. Number two, the second principle in the Bible: how to respond. To the conflict, how to resolve the conflict? We respond to the frustration and conflicts in love and by faith. First Corinthians chapter thirteen verses four to seven: Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous and boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Is always hopeful. You see, love never loses faith and always full of hope. Love, faith, and hope, and endures through every circumstance. We need to respond to the conflict and disappointment. With love and faith, First Corinthians thirteen eight, I read to you: Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, there will fail; whether there are tongues, there will cease; whether there is knowledge, it means the word of knowledge, it will vanish away. Verse thirteen: And now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is. Love. You can see that any decision you make in your life, whether your relationship with your wife, with your kids, with your brother and sister in the church, with your pastor, you should ask yourself: Do I respond in the love of God, agape love? Do I respond by faith? I have faith that God can turn the situation around and bring the best out of this situation. I trust God. I believe God. It's wonderful. He is a God of payback. He's a God of restoration. He's a God of peace. First John chapter five verses four to five. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. If you want to have victory in the conflict, faith is important. What is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Let us promise the Lord that we will resolve any conflicts 
by walking in His love and by faith. You make a decision to love people who come against you, who may argue with you, who may even attack you with another doctrine, or who try to yell at you, talk bad about you, treat you with injustice, or take advantage of you. You just forgive them, love them, and trust God that even though people may cause you to have heartaches, and you have lost something in your life, and that conflict happened in relationship, the Lord can pay you back, and the Lord is a good God. He will bring the good things out of the bad things. The conflict is a setup for God to perform miracle when you have faith. That's number two. Number one, seek the wisdom from God. Number two, respond in love and by faith. The last one, the third principle, practice Matthew 18. Matthew 18 verses 15 to 17 say, If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. If the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. Then if he or she won't accept the church's decision, treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. The Word of God teaches us how to handle the conflict or the heartache or the offenses. What happened is that number one we learned from Matthew 18 is that we should get the least amount of people involved in any relationship conflict or any heartache or problem. The least amount of people. If Mr. A offended me, I should go directly to Mr. A and try to communicate personally, eyes to eyes, explaining maybe I misunderstand him, maybe he misunderstands me. And we try to communicate and resolve that conflict. If it's done, then only two of us know. I should not bring the problem or the issue to the third person, the fourth person, and the whole church know about this. And if I do that, I may cause Mr. A to lose reputation and he may not do anything wrong. I misunderstand him. And the rest of the church will misunderstand him too. And he looked like a bad guy. We should not do that. We should go directly to the person who offended you. If your pastor offended you, you go directly to your pastor. If you don't agree with his teaching, go directly to him. Don't spread the news everywhere that your pastor give wrong teaching. Maybe you misunderstand him. Or maybe his preaching was not clear and your interpretation of his preaching is not balanced. The principle in Matthew chapter 18 will help us to avoid faction, strife, fighting, division, and heartaches, which will cause the devil to destroy the church. Where there is strife, that's where the devil works. We need unity. We need peace and joy in the community. 
When somebody tells you that he has conflicts with another person, you should not be involved in discussion, in giving your opinions, or in gossiping. You should tell that person to talk directly to the one he has conflicts with, and practice what Matthew 18 says. If we are not in the level of leadership and we cannot help to solve the problem, because we are not leaders. We encourage that person to talk to a spiritually mature leader of his group or his ministry, or one of the pastors in the church. You say, "No, no, no! I don't want to get involved with this. Please stop talking about this conflict. If you go talk to that person directly and nothing resolve, you go directly to your pastor or leaders of your group, and bring two or three more person, mature people, to come and talk and try to resolve the problem." We let the pastor or the church leader help him. We should not share or talk about the problem with anybody. We should not gossip, spread the rumor, and cause a lot of heartaches in the church. We keep our mouth shut and try to get the least amount of people involved in any conflict. And we should ask the person who got offended to talk to the pastor and church leader and. The pastor or church leader can help that person handle the problem. In this way, we will keep peace and avoid faction, fighting, strife, disunity, heartache in the local church. Remember this: get the least amount of people involved in any relationship conflict and frustration. I hope this advice will help you to build a glorious church. I hope that this. Recommendation: This biblical principle helps you to build a home that is full of the good things from heaven, and help you to be successful in your workplace. Your boss will like you, show favor to you. You will have good relationship with your spouse. Your children will be blessed. Your grandchildren will be blessed because you walk uprightly and. Manage everything in the biblical way or godly way. God bless you. Thank you for listening. I believe you will put this teaching into practice from now on, all the days of your life until you go to heaven. Thank you so much, Father. We pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will remind us of this truth from now on. When we face any heartaches and conflicts, we will be reminded to be. Depending on your wisdom, walk in faith, in love, and we will practice Matthew 18, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www. newhopeinternationalchurch.com I'm so thirsty